Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. A Dear Media original podcast. Her name is Coco. For a while, it seemed like Coco Berthman was everywhere. There was this girl from Germany who had been trafficked in a most horrible way. But in early 2022, it all fell apart and people started questioning everything Coco had ever said. Is her name even fucking Coco? We don't even know that. I'm Sarah Gannam, host of Believable, the Coco Berthman story, a new investigative series from Dear Media. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. The fact that Lauren and I really went after each other is so messed up when I love you, but the person we should have been going after was you. Mm -hmm. And this is so classic, right? If someone gets cheated on, you go after the other woman, the other woman. But it's like, why are we not blaming the guy? Welcome in, everybody. You are listening to Back to the Beach with Kristen and Steven. I'm Steven Coletti. And I'm Kristen Cavallari. And here we are after watching the very first episode of Laguna Beach, The Real Orange County. Wow. <laughs> I have so many thoughts, so many questions, whoa, 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 so many whoa, things to say. Whoa. So we've exchanged some text messages. Yeah. You sent me a wow with a couple other things. <laughs> and I sent over, I think, a whoa uh-huh. with a couple other things. Right. And then we were like, let's save it for the pod. But save it. holy shit, we've got a lot of ground to cover. We really do. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I Right before I started watching it, I my heart was racing. I had some major nerves. Me too. Yeah. Me too. But then as soon as that intro music started playing, it just totally transported me back to that moment in time. And I was just like, holy shit. It was really wild. You know what so I So wait, was that like soothing in a way? Almost like- No. Oh, okay. I thought you were like, the music started and you felt no, better. I was, I was like, like, seriously? Oh no, what have I done? Because I actually have this note about how MTV, the opening, like the way that they first started it was so innocent where it was almost like, oh, this is going to be a casual show about these people. Look at them have fun. And it doesn't go that way at all. But yeah. we have, I think, a, a lot to unpack here. And we are obviously here doing the first episode of Laguna Beach, the pilot episode, 
which was called A Black and White Affair. Yes, it was. <laughs> which the double entendre went right over my head back in 2004. <laughs> I I'm like, what? This is, no idea uh, what was going on there. And the episode aired on September 28th, 2004. Kristen, wow. what were you doing September 28th, 2004? Probably locked myself in the bathroom. Remember all that? <laughs> At least you were in college meeting all new people. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I was a lone ranger while Talon and I still left in high school. I will say this episode, wow, what a first episode. I feel like they really knew the boxes that they wanted to put us in. And it's apparent in that first intro and Lauren narrates the first season. And, you know, to her credit, she wasn't coming up with these lines. Of course. I know the second season I narrated and you go into a recording studio and they literally hand you a script. And I do remember times going, I wouldn't normally say this. They're like, just try it. And you're like, all right. And of course, that's what they use. That's what they use. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm not blaming Lauren at all, but it's just interesting when she first introduced us, you know, she says things like, there's Christina, the reverend's daughter. Check that box. You know, Talon hooked up with everybody twice. It's like, oh, okay, no, I get the characters that we're supposed to be. It's very clear to me in mm-hmm. this little intro. And they put it through Lauren's POV to make it even more, you know, real, quote unquote, right. for the audience, which let's back up a little bit. They had that little spiel at the beginning. Remember that? Oh so first, well, first of all, we did, did I a, miss that watching the episode? I don't know if it was on there. I don't Actually, think it wasn't it was. on. It wasn't on my, mine as well. It's amazing that you remember that. It yeah. says everybody was real. This isn't acting, right? It was like a whole <laughs> spiel whole, about whole, how like, real yeah, it was. Red flag of like, this is super real, guys. Also, so. aren't you guilty if you have to say that? Just saying. <laughs> Do you remember that we, we did a commercial? Like one of the things, we, we did a commercial for the show and everyone mm-hmm. was like, I don't know. I just remember our bit where we were, we kissed and then I had to say to camera, this is not acting. Yes. Like, emphasis on the not. Yes. And, uh, that was that was a commercial they used. And so that was a big thing, of course, for MTV was like, remember, tell everybody, this is real. Like, you okay. know, this is exactly- The show is completely fake. <laughs> <laughs> they did not like me for that. <laughs> yeah. But they really set the table of this is real life. And they did a really good job of doing that. They put everything through Lauren's POV. I remember right when the show opens, very innocent, like, I'm Lauren, like, I'm hanging out in this I'm beautiful nice town. Girl. Yeah. And like, this is, <laughs> it's so casual and look how it's fun here. And then they, they start to paint the picture for everybody. Yes. And they, like you said, they put everyone in a certain box and these are the characteristics that they're going to highlight throughout the show. And of course they did this after they knew everything that they had and what, what they got. And then they were going back and editing everything as they were polishing those final episodes right. to get ready to go. And another note we should say is that this episode is, I mean, a lot of the whole show is like this, but it's a mashup of completely different time periods yeah. where they needed to come back and piece some things together. There's certain things that happened months before and then months later, especially where our relationship was in that time because we right. were off and on. <laughs> like, well, it but was that's like, the thing. I mean, when we filmed the pilot, the which was months prior to us shooting the series, mm-hmm. we were in a very different place in our relationship. And I think, you know, two months in a high schooler's life can make a world of difference. And so there are scenes in this episode, which we'll get into, where I'm very emotional, I would say, about us and you and Lauren. And then there's other scenes where like, we look actually like we're doing great, you know? And so, and now watching it, to me, it makes perfect sense because they were filmed so out of order and then mashed together as though they were within a few days of each other, which just wasn't the the case. biggest thing that I pulled from watching this episode was the anxiety I got of watching it the first time and then painting this picture of me just like willy-nilly going around trying to like be a player, you know, like like trying to like just openly playing these two girls. But like to have paint me as as a liar here and then as like just- You are a bad liar. There's one <laughs> scene I was like, oh, Steven, come on. <laughs> You're I, a bad liar. Are, we'll we talking, are, we, are we going to talk about we going to dinner? Yes. Yeah, that, that was, was, I was like- Wow, the fact no, that but I the, sat there and 
Although well, it's because it's ed- it was edited. No, that a was lot of it. <laughs> we'll I think you were. We'll, we'll have we'll to get, get there. We were talking about different parts of a story, and like maybe you were calling me out on like what time I was I was going somewhere. I love that. But like God. there was something else <laughs> that like maybe we were talking about. Like, well, I was over here. I was at this person's house, and I went here. Yeah. And then they're like, you know, what? they could piece that all together, and make it sound like we're just singularly talking about being at Lauren's house or whatever. But because that was never Definitely. like you can. I think you can back me up on this. We were never in a relationship, and I was like over hooking up with Lauren where it was like, you know, cheating on you or anything like that. That, no, was, that wasn't, ha- that wasn't happening. So and it was I- like, as somebody who are through our relationship, we, you know, we had this, this big relationship, at least to us at that time in our lives was, was the biggest thing. And that was, you know, crumbling around us and it put us all in a very vulnerable position. And I just remember being so lost and not wanting to have any drama, the irony of it all, not <laughs> trying to funny? create anything. And the times that they were like, oh, well, talk about what you like about your friend Lauren and what you like about Kristen, you know? And then them telling like Polster and, and Trey, like, oh, you know what? You should ask Steven, like, what it would be like if the girls were fighting over you and stuff. When those guys came in, the producers came in and asked them to do stuff like that. And that's what they wound up using was- Of course. I don't know. It just, again, we'll, we'll go scene by scene here as we're going to do with every episode. And already <laughs> you can tell we got a lot to cover. <laughs> this is what we expected with this podcast. We're, we're going to go through watching every episode for the first time in 18 freaking years. Yeah. And uh, to go back and have the memories come back. And I don't know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But uh, to continue on, I think, you know, they set the tone there, as, as you mentioned, with, through Lauren's perspective and everyone's characters. And then they go into these kind of what Laguna was known for, these these beautiful pictures of the coastline, uh, the sweeping shots. They got like the helicopter, you know, flying down the coast and getting all that stuff with Come Clean by Hilary Duff. Yeah, ingrained in my mind. <laughs> yeah, whenever you hear that song. <laughs> I will song. say, I think part of the allure of the show was how beautiful it looked and it was shot like a movie. And I remember at the time, you know, that was a very new thing and that was really appealing to a lot of people. And I think that was also largely in part why it was such a big question of, is this real or not? Because sure. it was shot like a movie. And we didn't have, are they called confessionals or, you know, those interviews? You talk right to camera? Right. So we had to establish the whole story in scene. And I remember them talking about that a lot, just being like, well, we have to cover all of the ground because we don't have those interviews to piece it all together. So I mean, uh, shout out Sham, by the way, our our DP cinematographer who uh, got a lot of that stuff. He should have won an Emmy, honestly. Yeah. I don't know if they even had Emmys for reality shows back then. You know. (laughs) All right, guys, we all know the hot summer months are here. We're thrilled about it. I'm personally thrilled about it because I'm spending a lot more time outside whenever I can, Uh, whether it's at the beach, uh, surfing, swimming, whether I'm working out on the beach, whatever it is, I'm out there. Now, one thing this means is I need to be more proactive about keeping my body fueled and hydrated. So what do I do? I use liquid IV. One of those sticks and 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. Guys, these are super clutch, especially if you're being proactive about staying hydrated as opposed to just like, oh, I feel like I'm really dehydrated. I need to hydrate now. So I keep them everywhere, whether it's in my glove box, in my car, uh, my backpack, my beach bag, guys, in your purse, whatever it is you carry with you, whether it's a fanny pack, whatever it is, have them around. They're super convenient. Throw them in the water. They also got all these great flavors whether it's grape, lemon lime, pina colada, tropical punch, watermelon, one of my favorites, strawberry, passion fruit, also one of my favorites, guava, acai berry, they got it all. Highly recommend these guys. Each pouch hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. Again, two times faster than water alone. They contain five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. They have three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. So get on it, guys. 
Grab your Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code BEACH at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code BEACH at liquidiv.com. All right, well, should we just jump right in here? Let's talk about you and your red bikini that they I would love used. to talk about this because this actually- <laughs> How many actually, times did they use that shot I in the first five minutes? I can't. So I shot this, I think this was a pickup scene. So pickup scenes, you film an entire season. And then at the end, as they're laying out episodes, they realize- Once they know what they want the story yeah, to be, the story how it's going to play out. Yeah. They realize they're missing some scenes to connect the dots. Anyways, so then you go back and you film pickup scenes. So you sometimes have to pretend as though- Prom just happened, even though it happened seven months ago. Anyways, this was a pickup scene. I have no idea what house I'm at. This was a house that was rented on the beach. I'm laying in the pool. A producer was putting this god-awful purple red lipstick on me. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I had nothing. I always Someone wore Someone handed you lipstick lip. and was like, No, Wear she this. literally put it on me. Put it on me. So my first scene is me laying in this pool, coming out of a pool and getting on a fake phone call because I'm pretty sure every phone call we did was fake. There was no one on the other other Mm -hmm. end of the line. With your little flip phone? They very much tried to paint this picture of who I was and they nailed it. I mean, they put me in a box and that's... That's who I was throughout the entire So you you do, you wait, you feel like they nailed it as far as who you were? No. No, I don't feel like they nailed who I was. I think... When I was younger, I very much had walls put up and I didn't know how to be vulnerable. That's something I've had to learn in my adult life. So when I felt threatened by our relationship or somebody else, I just knew how to be an asshole, quite honestly. And and I did have a strong personality. And I think, you know, you can very easily label that as being a bitch. I stood up for myself. I wasn't just You had to bounce be around before you, you showed up at Laguna, right? I did. So I am not from Laguna Beach. I was born in Colorado. I lived in Connecticut, a suburb of Chicago. So I was kind of all over. I was always a new girl. So I was always forced into these situations mm-hmm. and I had to just kind of be a survivor. And it didn't always come off in the best light. I mean, I take full responsibility for some of the dumb nasty catty girl stuff that I said. Mm -hmm. I think the difference was you and I talked about, you know, we know what MTV is trying to do. Like I do remember a specific conversation and it was a scene from this episode where you went up to Lauren's house that was being built to go, you know, check it out and see it. And I remember saying to you, you know what they're trying to do. So why are you going to go up there? I remember that conversation. And I think the difference was you knew what they were doing. We were trying to be team players. I think at the time when you're 17, 18 and you have producers telling you to do something, you don't actually know that you can say no. I think now it's a very different story. But what I felt at the time was that Lauren didn't understand the difference. Like I do still think she liked you a lot. And I think that she felt like there was something there still. And maybe there was, I mean, I don't know, but that was tough for me to have mm-hmm. my boyfriend going and hanging out with someone else that he had a history yeah, with. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have quotes, boyfriend. It was at certain well, times. I thought we were boyfriend and girlfriend, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, it's dicey there because, you know, Lauren and I always had a close relationship. We, we were we were good friends. And you and I were off and on quite a lot. And honestly, I don't know at what points we're not going to be able to piece that together here unless we break out the text messages from back in 2004. Get my old phone Call out. Call uh, Singular Wireless or something from the, our yeah. Nokia 3390s. Be like, can I get some uh, text and, and try to piece it all together? But, you know, there was liberties taken by MTV, of course. And in times when, you know, they teed up to me as like, well, you know, your friend Lauren, or maybe sometimes it'd be like, you know, you and Dieter are going to show up to Lauren's house and do a tour. And then Dieter wouldn't show up. 
you know, they had their tricks. They had to do yeah. what they had to do to get us there. But we were talking about the bikini. <laughs> Whose house? Oh, right, right. That wasn't your house that you were shooting at. It was just random house. Something that, was that they rented. They had, of course, a lot to set up. And I'm sure this was all part of their plan, right? Of like they like they were like, we know what we're doing with these shots. They clearly wanted me to be the girl that you either loved to hate. Yeah, because you weren't loved. you weren't as buttoned up as <laughs> uh-huh. say Lauren. Of course, uh-huh. they're contrasting you and Lauren, right? And so they got you in a full bikini and and just there's the red lip. five or six shots. I mean, it was used like three different times. I think in the, in the first five minutes, uh-huh. which got my eye. <laughs> and then we jump into the the setting up of the black and white affair, which there's no way that this scene happened <laughs> like actually before the event. No, the black and white affair. I'm willing to bet $100 that this is not something that somebody made up the name of from our group of friends or from no, them. I feel like that entire is, scene of the senior girls setting up this party was a pickup scene and they specifically went through every single person on that invite. Yep. We also didn't go and rent, you know, $700 hotel rooms for just a night of to fun. Have parties, that, no. that wasn't a normal for no. us. <laughs> no, we, we definitely couldn't afford that back no. then. No, That was on MTV's dime. They needed space where they could, people that were coming there needed to know that they were probably going to be on camera, right? Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, everyone had to sign a waiver if you were going to come and be on camera. Yeah. Right, so they couldn't just show up to any house party. Yeah. Which, by the way, that night we did go to a different house party. I actually remember us having a lot of fun at Polster's house. Oh, really? You remember that night? Yeah, I do because I have photos from that night. Interesting. Yeah. All right, we'll share some of the photos. Yeah, yeah. You still have them? I, um, I'm sure I could find them, yeah. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. I, I have no idea. We, we drive away from the party. I'm like, I don't know where we're going. We went to Polsters, I can tell you. <laughs> That's right. It is mentioned in the yeah, show. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so yeah, this, this is, you know, a lot of what we're going to talk about is the formula of the show and how they set up these events. And, you know, they could sit there and let the cameras run for 45 minutes and then the writers would come in. They, they weren't called writers. They were producers. Some of them were actual writers that they were brought in to like, hey, we need, we need you to feed the, the guy's lines at some point yeah. to, to piece the story together, right? And so they would come in and say, hey, we need you to say this and this. And this is just a classic example of that. Um, and then also you have the, the beginning of the editing. You know, they have, you know, Lauren coughing after somebody says, you know, should we invite Kristen? And it's like, Right. <laughs> it was like, I mean, the editing then, on the show was amazing. Of or course. all of the looks to each other. It's classic MTV editing right there. Yeah, and then I think on that phone call, you're talking to Alex. Uh, Alex. Alex H. So, Alex H. Yeah, and so that's- You weren't the, talking to her. No, I wasn't <laughs> talking to her. I was talking to myself, but they made it seem as though I was talking to Alex because they were trying to get the story of that night together. And that's why I went to go visit you at the surf shop. And- yeah. By the way. I know, I love that you have a Laguna Surf and Sport. Wearing a little Laguna Surf and Sport sweatshirt on, sweatshirt. that's awesome. Awesome. But none of that was real. Like these were all pickup scenes. Even going and seeing I could tell you by at our, surf- d- our dynamic. Yeah, exactly. you're saying going to come to surface sport because we we were sweeter there. Yeah, yeah. We no, were it sweet. was purposely a little uncomfortable because they wanted it to be. That was a pickup scene. I know that it was. And also, one thing I noticed about that scene was that, do you remember voiceovers? Or sorry, wild, wild lines. lines? Yep. So what they would have us do is, and sometimes it would be after filming a scene, they would have us go in the production van and we would literally just say lines. Whatever lines they told us to mm-hmm, say. Mm-hmm. So in that scene, when you ask if I'm going to go to Trey's house, I said, I'm not going if Lauren's going. I didn't say that. Mm-hmm. That was a wild line. Mm-hmm. And, and also, I kinda, That's why I had that weird reaction. I'm like... Oh. <laughs> right, exactly, because I never said it there. Basically, if you don't see us actually saying the line, mm-hmm. it's safe to assume it was not actually said there. Yep, and I remember that was shot so far down the road that they let me, I don't know if you remember this, they let me hold the camera for your walk-up 
to oh to going into the and you could see you had this this little smirk on your face right before it cuts right away. Right. But I had the camera and I was holding it and I just like throughout the production of this whole thing, you know, I was, I was obviously very interested in, in production and, and what it was taken to shoot this thing and these giant cameras that they had and all that. And so at the end of it, you know, I was I was always pushing them like let me shoot something, let me shoot some sort of drive like drive away by somebody or some walk away. And it was getting near the end of our shoot and they needed to get that piece of us in surf and sport yeah. to connect some dots. Yep. Like, remember they said like, hey, wear this. For me, they're like, wear that LRG shirt that's brown with the green stripes. Oh, you know, because that's what I wore to Trey's exactly. house that they yeah. shot months earlier. Yeah. So then we get into Trey's house, which we always laugh about because if someone says the best party house in Laguna, I think Lauren, maybe she, she says it in a voiceover. Yeah. And then we get Was in. Is that true? I mean, it's- He had it's, parties, but- Oh, yeah. Yeah. He still has parties. Does he? Yeah. Trey <laughs> lives in London, but he comes back in town and we get people together back at his house. That's and fine. honestly, we're picking up right where we left off. Mm. And in one of these scenes, actually, where it's Lauren and it's Polster and it's Dieter and they're talking about going to a jacuzzi and the bubbles. Like, yeah. I love this scene because it's unedited. It's actually real. It's a real conversation. And so you can feel that like pure innocence of like, this is what we're, what's going on in our life today. Like <laughs> we are here, we're having a beer, we're partying a little bit, and then we're going to go to this jacuzzi and we're going to fill it with bubbles. I you thought know? that was actually <laughs> so funny. And then Lauren's like, why would you do that? Yeah. Polster's like, why wouldn't you do that? <laughs> it's just like Very that sweet. to me, it just captures the innocence of what's going on in your life at that time. And so that was, I think, a beautiful moment. They introduced Polster as the party enthusiast, yeah, yeah, which yeah. we still give him crap to this day, which is really, really funny. Trey is barbecuing in a sweater and a button-up shirt, but <laughs> Dieter is, is a little upset how they, they label him Steven's wingman, which is kind of interesting. Oh, I didn't and even then notice they, that. This is where they do this weird setup of like, you know, of, of, and I remember watching this for the first time being like, oh, this is what they're focusing on because they kind of steered it around our storylines, Lauren, yourself, mm -hmm. and me. Yeah. And they shot so many people but this is when we first learned watching this episode that this is what they were going to highlight, really. That's I mean, you get point. a little bit of an idea through what they're asking you to say and shoot, but they're doing that with so many people. You have no idea ultimately what, what they're going to do. And then yeah. they did this POV where it's like, oh, this is Steven's buddy. And, you know, it's like, where's Steven? And then Steven shows, I'm like, ah. and then they try to piece together this, like, when I arrive, like, it was like when the party began. Everyone I'm like, was like, oh my God, yes, Steven's yes, yes. I was like, oh, The God. world just stops. <laughs> Well, my question for you from that night was, did you guys really leave together? Yeah, right? No, and it's like Dieter's saying, are you going to spend the night there talking right. to Lauren? This is all pieced together. Yeah. And I remember, I, that, that's not what happened. That's I mean, what I we, thought, yeah. We walk out together and, and you could see they're trying so hard to create the dynamic between Lauren and I in this episode, right? Or in this, the the, from this party. And they wind up doing this when we get to the hotel as well. They're pulling all these different looks from different parts of, of the night, putting them together. And then I don't even know what we were talking about, but like this whole, like she was coming back to my house. That's well, it was interesting shenanigans. because you guys leave that night and say that she's going to your house. But then later in the episode, when I say Taylor saw you leaving her house. So like Again, even that alone didn't add up. Look, they're trying to, to paint the picture hard there. And it's not like they're just making this up out of thin air. They had heard stories, you know, uh, what was kind of going on in our lives. And I think a big part of what MTV was trying to do was put us in positions where some of those storylines would thrive again potentially. Yeah, they and caught then, wind yeah. of something and wanted to keep it going because that was the best storyline they had, honestly. Yep. And then they'll just leave it in the hands of the editors, which, you know, got to hand it to them. Yeah, you know, they, 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 they put it together. Yeah. 
All right, you guys, before you book any brunch, you pour over lists and lists of reviews. So why not do the same when you're booking a doctor's appointment? With ZocDoc, you can see real verified patient reviews to help find the right doctor in your network and in your neighborhood. After all, finding the right doctor is just as, if not more important than finding the right breakfast burrito. Am I right, Steven? Yeah, 1,000%. And I can actually speak from experience on this one. I just had to move recently and I've been in the same place for about 15 years years. And it suddenly hit me that I was going to need a new doctor. I was going to need a new dentist. And you just add that into the, all the stress levels of having to move. Mm. But I quickly found ZocDoc. It was actually recommended to me. And I'm so glad. I'm still thankful to this person. And I pass it along whenever I can because they made it so easy and so stress-free for me to go on, make sure my insurance was going to be accepted by certain doctors and really have legitimate reviews. It put me at ease pretty quickly of like, all right, I know I'm going to find the right person. Sure enough, found somebody, went in first try. I was good to go. So I was in good hands. ZocDoc came in the clutch 100% for me. So I'm very thankful for ZocDoc and definitely encourage people to check it out. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient reviewed. They take your insurance and are available when you need them. Go to ZocDoc.com beach and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours, which is really nice. That's ZocDoc.com slash beach. ZocDoc.com slash beach. You guys, what's your summer fantasy? A whirlwind romance in Italy, getting wet dancing in a warm rainstorm, or maybe an unexpected summer fling? No matter how you want to get steamy this season, Dipsy has a sexy story for you to indulge in all your fantasies. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and characters, no matter who you're into or what turns you on. Find stories about that intriguing coworker with a British accent or hooking up with your hot yoga instructor. Hear the sexy voices of Serenus Jay Jackson, ER Fightmaster, Lou Cook, and many others in stories like you've never heard before. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. Dipsy also has sleep stories, wellness sessions, and now they also offer written stories. It's your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, or heat things up with a partner. I'm intrigued. I just downloaded my app and I am excited. Pop in your headphones and treat yourself to a fantasy. So for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash beach. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash beach. That's dipsystories.com slash beach. I will say, so the scene that they were cutting to with Alex and I while you guys were at Trey is quite possibly the dumbest thing I've ever said. Um, when talking about if you and I would have really cute babies and I say, because you're all tan. <laughs> like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> you can file that under the dumbest thing I've ever he's said. He's all tan and stuff. He's all tan. So I will say, that was actually one of the first scenes I ever shot. And I was very nervous. This is, I'm not defending this stupid comment, by the way, okay? But I was very nervous the first few times I shot. And actually, my very first scene is in this episode, and it's with Talon, which we'll get to later. But I just remember being very nervous and just saying dumb shit <laughs> all the time. So that was one of them. <laughs> At least you said something. I was over there just like mumbling stuff and not really talking. 
Like even Surfit Sport, when you come into the, that yeah. scene, even though we had done our whole season, this is like, I think, a microcosm of me on the show, which is like awkwardly trying not to make any sort of drama or say anything, like <laughs> trying too hard. Like I remember I, I made a promise to myself. I was just going to kind of just be casual and, you know, don't try to play the camera too much and kind of forget that it's there. Right. I think maybe I, I well, took that to heart too much. <laughs> Surf and sport was but. tricky because it was so quiet. It's different at a party when there's a ton of people. The cameras aren't just right there in your eyesight. But at surf and sport, because you had to turn the music off, like everything had to be very quiet. So it was always a little like so, <laughs> just a little uncomfortable. <laughs> yep. So then we obviously uh, get to the party at the surf and sand. They have Morgan, who's Morgan's personality is great. It comes off the I show, I think, Morgan very so well. She, she's very sweet. And she's talking she's about funny. Friday night at the surf and sand. We got a suite. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously MTV's, you know, at that point, they're trying to tee up that night. So as we were kind of all gathered around that table and everyone wants to get out of there, it was like, all right, we need you to say this. Right. And then you can all go. And then, yeah, again, they have this, they're piecing all this editing of, of Lauren and I leaving uh, together, which of course did not naturally happen. And then we get to the scene with you and Talon. Oh my which, God, are you right? Well, hold on, I hold on. Like, I got it. Let me, so this, okay, go ahead. Go I, ahead, this, go is, ahead. this is how the scene opens. <laughs> I will be playing the part of Kristen here. No! <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't know. I'm just really stressed out on Steven and Lauren. That's your first line. <laughs> okay, literally. So this is the very first scene I ever shot. So this is from the pilot. I was so nervous, which again, I'm not defending my stupid behavior and everything I said, but I was very nervous. Also, I watched it so differently now than I remember back in the day. I just remember when I first saw it, I clearly was trashing Lauren and I and I felt like I was so nervous that I was just trying to like get anything out. Like I didn't mm. put any real thought or emotion behind anything I said. Mm. But then when I watched it this time, I noticed what Talon was saying. And Talon kept alluding to the fact that he and I were hooking up and he's so sick of hooking was, up with this. And I was like, wait, yeah. I watched it this time going, was I hooking up with Talon during? Like I was so confused <laughs> as to what was going on. Mm. But I hate this scene. This is my least favorite scene. I'm going to imagine in the entire series just because I was really nervous. It was my first scene ever shooting and uh, I'm not proud of anything I said or did in that scene. Yeah, it's a perfect <laughs> microcosm as well of what MTV was doing as piecing all the stories together, having talent say stuff and-, and To try guys, to get information out of me. And I literally said, sure. I just hate Lauren. I just like want her out of my life, mm-hmm. which I did feel at the time. And you guys <laughs> probably did that walk up or like settle in a couple times. I can tell the way yeah. you say, yeah, like, I don't know. I'm just really stressed out about Steven and Lauren. I mean, that's a line that's fed to you, right? I Completely. mean, you don't Completely. go and hang out with talent yeah. and be like, so, by the way, yeah, I'm just really stressed out about Stephen and Lauren. No. Here's the thing. I, I don't feel as though I was going around talking about you and Lauren that often, but because that was the storyline for the show, of course, that's oh, yeah. what they want. They, if they just filmed Talon and I going to lunch, none of that would have made the show. Sure. So they do have to carry their storylines through and have us talk about specific things. That was honestly like my biggest issue with the whole thing. So yes, did something happen with you, Lauren, and I? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't at the forefront of my mind when MTV came. But what they do is they latch onto these little things and they turn these little things into something so much bigger because now we're talking about it all the time. You know, they're putting us in these situations to piss us off. So it becomes something when maybe it really wasn't that big to begin with. That's the show. And that's reality to me. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> and then another awkward conversation we have is, you know, a conversation that we never had between Polster, Dieter, and myself. Oh, I want to uh, jump into this conversation. And yeah, we were uh, we're at some thrift shop or something, oh. shopping, which we, we never did. <laughs> just, you didn't go thrift so, shopping? A, a, a place that they had cleared <laughs> where they were allowed to shoot. Yeah. And I remember feeling incredibly awkward in this scene when we were shooting it because... This is also from the pilot. 
we were just we were just kind of all hanging out and the producers kept coming back to like we want you guys to talk about you know Steven's relationship with Kristen and like you know when they broke up it was like what was his relationship with Lauren what was happening there they've been friends for so long they would always say that they've been friends for so long you know right. like what's going on there do you guys like do you guys want them to be something and and so so are you saying you're gonna clear up your comment about me not being girlfriend material is that what you're getting to right now did I say that oh yeah let's go rewatch it <laughs> well something Wait. to that effect it was more like okay. Kristen's a lot of fun she's a lot and, of fun you know like she's great to hook up with great. and all this okay. Lauren would be a better girlfriend okay that's what I said oh, okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I can tell you well I think at this point our relationship <laughs> <laughs> we probably had broken up two or three times already. Yeah, and, that, and, and that's the like, point, though. Like, that was from the pilot when things were not good between us. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, you still said it. <laughs> yeah, no. No, it's all good. I think, yeah, Polster says something about the girls fighting over you. I'm yeah. Like, I, and I remember I, I, I say back to him, girls fighting over me, right? You hear me say it back. And he was like, then someone else chimes in or something, and then Polster's just like, such drama. And I'm like, <laughs> no, right? And then we're, we're out of there. Then we're on a date. Dinner date with you and I, where mm -hmm. we go out for a little little pasta in downtown Laguna, which this scene was hard to watch. Yeah. What uh, is going you were on? Lying? So Was I, though? Well, I know you were lying here because... I think I was trying to clear something up about, like, I think they used some sort of a, like, a conversation where, like, Steven, you were at Lauren's house at some point, right? And I was there, and we were talking about different times. And I, I think we did get into it a little bit, but I was trying to clear up something because you were probably, I think, taking it to, like, oh, you were up, like, spending the night sleeping with Lauren or something like that. And I was like, oh, actually, I was there, probably with other people at an earlier time in the day. I don't even know. I think we something were like talking that. about two different situations, and of they course. made it seem like it was the same thing. And again, I think this may have been from the pilot, but... What happened was they were trying to make it seem as though we were talking about that night when you and Lauren left Trey's house. So in this same episode, it was a completely separate time where my friend Taylor at the time did see you leaving Lauren's. And that was a very real thing. Like that emotion for me was very real. And you were lying to me about it. And you were a very bad liar. <laughs> I don't even remember exactly what happened. But it as was far as to me, it was funny because you were like, at Lauren's? No, I wasn't. No, and I know. All, clearly, she, left, she saw you at nine thirty. And then later, just, but later you're like, no, it was like seven thirty. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, I was two hours off. I, I think I was just, I was hoping I was gonna choke on that bread yeah. and just kill at that moment. Uh, yeah, I'm, you were, you were coming on strong on me there with that, and and I, yeah, I wish I knew exactly what was going on there, but I guess conveniently can't remember. Yeah, yeah, sticking by your story. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> but that's um, the thing. Obviously, at the time watching this episode, I was very upset about stuff like that. Sure. Now I can watch it and I. I can laugh at it. I remember you like know. you and Talon hanging out and like you guys talking about hooking up, right? And I remember right. watching that being like, I'm sure it was that I blacked painful. all of that out of my memory. When he was yeah. talking about us hooking up, I was like, what? I don't remember any of that. <laughs> I know it happened. I know, I know it happened. I know. So yeah, that, that's an interesting scene. Okay, um, I do want to say this I, too, really quickly. So watching it now, you know, it's so different when you're in the middle of it. You're very emotional. I will say the fact that Lauren and I really went after each other is so messed up when I love you, but the person we should have been going after was you. Mm -hmm. And this is so classic, right? If someone gets cheated on, you go after the other woman, the other woman. But it's like, mm -hmm. why are we not blaming the guy the per or the girl, whatever the situation is? But in a lot of ways, I, f I feel bad and I really just should have been taking it out well, on I you, think I that guess. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm going to stop you right there. I understand the sentiment. Absolutely. If, if in a real life, in this situation where... 
a guy was just like playing both these girls and not giving a shit about their feelings or what was happening between them. Like, yeah, that's really fucked up. And it, I'm not it should, you yeah. Do that, yeah. But I think it's what's getting lost here is, of course, the timetable of when everything was happening, when we were on or off, yeah. you know, and when Lauren and I were maybe hanging out more because you and I were off stuff like that, you know, that happened. And it was like, we would go in these crazy waves. And so I think it was, you know, that emotion is, is obviously very real. MTV's painting it in the way of like, this is like straight up what's, what's going down. Again, the black and white affair, like having me leave with Lauren and then with you as well. Like that is one of the biggest things for me that I was very uncomfortable with, especially because like, at this point, I was a heartbroken kid in the middle of like our senior year, right? Because Mm -hmm. we had had this big relationship and it was falling apart. Yeah. And I was like incredibly heartbroken, yeah. right? And then yeah. we were trying to figure it out and then Lauren got swept up in all of this. And, you know, that's just not who I am, right? I agree with you. No, so you were always very sweet. I don't think you were just sitting here trying to play both of us. And that that was difficult. Look, I'm not going to say that I didn't make mistakes and obviously was a 17, 18-year-old kid who had a lot to learn as far as treating people's emotions and leading people on at certain times, stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. of course... I made some mistakes as well. I'm not putting, I don't want to use MTV as a full scapegoat, but watching that first episode, the biggest reason I had to throw that tape away or, you know, put it aside was like, they're making me out to be this, this type of person. And I'm like, that's just, I don't want to be that person. That's not me. It's almost yeah. like the the frat guy that's like, hey, bro, hooked up with like, you know, three chicks tonight. You know, it's like, that was never my style. Well, and it's interesting because when you're so young, I don't think most 17, 18 year olds really know who they are. And I remember saying, okay, I don't really know who I am. I don't think I'm this girl on the show, but I know that I don't want to be this girl on the show. Yeah. So in a lot of ways, I felt like it made me look inward and really figure out who the heck I was, to be honest. And I do feel like the show ultimately made me grow up and probably get my shit together a little bit and not be such a little brat because I do think that there was a part of me that was like that. Do you feel like it gave you thicker skin? Oh, completely. Yeah, Yeah. that's a feeling that I had. I think as traumatizing as I think it is to go through that experience of seeing what the show is, right? Watching the episode for the first time and then be like, I can't watch this again and having to call each other and apologize or clarify <laughs> things. And then also understand that this is being broadcast around the country at the time. So yeah. we thought, and then of course, eventually around the world and, you know, people having their opinions about it and whether people stopping in the street and, and talking about it again, not something you, you, you see when, when you, when you sign up for it, not at all. I was crawling out of my skin and, you know, I had anxiety to be with it, but I kind of shelved it and was like, look, it's just a silly TV show, right. you know? I think people should recognize that. You know, it's interesting because it, it sets you down a path, but you wanted to kind of go down a certain path, right? Mm-hmm. We wanted to work in entertainment. We, we had our ambitions in places, right? But it's not like we were going out like wanting to be famous. Wanted, no. wanted, like, see, which is the difference, I think, between what you're seeing in reality TV now. No, that's a really good point. It is very different than reality TV now. People have an agenda going on a show and they want to be famous. That's yeah. the only reason they're doing it. Where... It was never about that. We had no idea we were going to become quote unquote. It was famous. an opportunity. Yeah, it was yeah. something fun to do in high school. We got paid our two thousand bucks. Do you remember yeah. what you did? By the way, which I thought was a lot of money at the time. I mean, we it was. Did, well, yeah. It was like, and this is another thing we talk about in the show. They made it seem like we were these incredibly spoiled kids that like got whatever we wanted. Which not, not me, not, and not I me had a either. I mean, broken down a Zuzu Trooper. It's <laughs> a later episode. Um, yeah. I didn't have a credit card like everybody else. <laughs> I was driving my uh, my Toyota Tacoma, and then also yeah. sometimes my dad's car which I think they wanted me to drive my dad's car as often as possible because it was a little bit nicer than the Toyota Tacoma. So <laughs> they're like, can we use the Explorer? Truck, though. Like, that was your thing. You know what? Yeah, that car, I, Lots of a couple of years car. after the show ended and I eventually sold the car to mm. a guy who had a liquor store in Santa Ana. He said he was going to transport liquor in it. And I was oh. like, well, 
picking up right where it left off. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I sold it and sat in the car and cried. Which was an interesting experience. I did not end of an era. Expect that. That's sweet. <laughs> well, I mean, well, because we used to just park it and hang out in the car. We ran away in it. We, 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 we <laughs> down were the street. About to run away. <laughs> Take our little road trip. But anyways, let's get to the black and white affair. So we obviously didn't want to talk too much before doing this episode, but I sent yeah. you one text with my woe, and then <laughs> one of my favorite quotes from the episode. Let me look at my text. I text it to you. Well, okay. While you're finding it, so it was funny because at the time. The things that people thought were fake were actually real. And the things that people didn't necessarily question <laughs> were fake. So my white dress, me being the only person to wear a white dress to this freaking black and white affair was real. <laughs> that was my white dress. That was not planned where everyone was like, oh, they, the producers must have told Kristen to wear the white dress. No, that was real. <laughs> Coming in like a white hurricane. <laughs> you, you said the first thing you sent me was, I just watched the first episode. Wow. Yeah. All exclamation points <laughs> there. So much to dig into. Ha ha ha. And I said, yep. And then after watching the episode... I wrote, whoa, uh, all in caps locks. <laughs> so much to say, but I'm going to save it. I just have to share one piece, which was a quote from you as we were walking up to the Black and White Affair. You were saying, I only want to stay for like four minutes. Okay, I'm sorry, Stephen. I don't want to hang out with these people right now. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. You are a pistol. Very funny. So it goes back to this thing. I would never in a million years hang out with this group of people in a hotel room, nonetheless. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, I was very uncomfortable. I didn't want to be there. If Lauren was really going to have, like, a party that she wanted to have a great time at, she, of course, you would not be invited. I wouldn't <laughs> like, be there. Like, I would never be invited. completely different friend groups. <laughs> but this was an MTV party. And this is uh, something that, you know, they obviously paid for the hotel room. That is something that we would never do without them there um, and that group of people being there. I, by the way, that white dress, classic. I'd wear that today. But that is the first episode of Laguna Beach. And yeah. man, did they set the table for some things to come. They sure did. Something we're going to do every episode is we're going to rate ourselves. And this was Steven's idea. And I love it. Personally, and also as far as entertainment purposes go. So do you want to go first, Steven? Sure. Personal rating, F. And really? Oh, yeah. Everyone loved you. I wouldn't give you an F. I mean, yes, were you, did they portray you as a player? Sure. But I mean, you still were sweet. And I don't think you were like some asshole. Like you were a good guy still. It was kind of skin crawling stuff to watch okay, that. Right. Of course, of okay. course. And you're, I mean, just like, I was so awkward and insecure at that, obviously oh, at that point sweet. in my life. It was, you know, I'm <laughs> trying to play it cool. Just trying not to trip over myself and whether I'm, awkwardly chewing bread as you're calling me out for lying openly, <laughs> just like hoping that I choke on the thing to uh, <laughs> mumbling through some other pieces. I don't even know. But mm -hmm. that is uh, okay. overall for me watching that episode and being like, whoa, what are they teeing up here? Yeah, it was it was an F. Okay, what about entertainment-wise? As far as entertainment-wise, I think uh, it was a B plus for me because okay. obviously they set the table for a, a really good show. But they set up this, this story, you know, especially for, from my perspective that, you know, I was you know, incredibly uncomfortable with, but it's not MTV's fault, right? It's like no, at the end no, of the day, we don't like, blame them at all. Yeah. I mean, they had a job to do and they and they did it. I personally am going to go a D. I don't think it was my best effort, <laughs> but I think um, we are not passing. later episodes where maybe it was a little bit worse, <laughs> which we'll get to. And then entertainment-wise, I mean, I'd probably go a B because, you know, they, they put me in that box. I delivered, but I do think I have better performances coming up, I will say. Love it. What about a... Favorite quote from the episode? I mean, I have to go with my dumb 
comment about our babies being really cute because you're tan. It's the dumbest thing. I hope it's the dumbest thing I've ever said. So there you go. What's your quote? Don't say that. We still have about. That's true. We have a lot more to go. Twenty-seven more episodes. I hope I don't of say something worse than that. <laughs> Shit. My quote. Got to give it to Lauren here. Uh, I think she, I know exactly what you're gonna say. She says, "I swear, if Kristen says she's leaving one more time, oh. I'm going to physically pick her up and remove her, her goes, from the hotel." <laughs> You you were a hurricane, so it was funny. They they did have a lot of pieces of you saying, I need to get the fuck out of here. Literally. And then um, what about a A do-over? If you could redo anything from the whole episode. I mean, I would love to redo the black and white affair, I would say. Because I would you wear black? No, I wouldn't actually. (laughs) I would stick with my whites. I just would. So I learned as the episodes went on, obviously, well, I guess I didn't learn until I saw the first episode that anything you say they can use, right? So I think I'm being smart, being like, okay, I'm just going to go on the deck and get this over with because I'm essentially talking to the producers. But they're going to take that and make it look like I'm talking about being mad about being here with Lauren and everybody. So learn that real quick. Season two probably got my shit together a little bit more. (laughs) My do-over would be uh, chew with my mouth closed. Yeah, <laughs> spit gum out. That was a big one for me. Were you chewing? I was chewing I'm constantly lot. chomping on gum. Yeah. Eventually, they did tell us to spit it out, and now I really see why. You know what? They actually got me a speech coach. They did? Yep. I think I needed it more than you. Yeah, but I, I was like... I like I had marbles in my mouth. Uh, me too. I mean, my mom would always say that. She's like, you really? speak when you have marbles in your mouth. I didn't and notice that. Sometimes it still comes out, but it, it's... Yeah, I was like under my breath, insecure, kind of like talking into my shoulder almost. And so MTV hired a a speech coach for me and I had to drive to this woman's house. She had a ton of cats. We (laughs) sat there and we would do all sorts of fun little exercises. That's funny because I probably could have used that too, but that wouldn't have gone with the character they wanted me to play. So it's funny they didn't get me a speech coach. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Well, this was fun. It was fun. But this is just the tip of the iceberg. We have so much more to dig into. It's going to be a lot of fun to do this. I'm excited about it. Yeah, it's cathartic in a way because it was kind of sitting away mm-hmm. for a long time. I had a feeling that it would be better to watch now and, and I would I would be okay with it. It's we can funny. laugh at it now. Yeah, it is. It is funny. It is <laughs> and funny. it's good to get like your perspective on certain pieces and be like, because we've, we talk about it in little bits here and there, but we've, we're never really together and talking about it. And even yeah. when you and I have caught up, we're not sitting there like rehashing <laughs> stuff from Laguna Beach. And, yeah. You know, we're, we're talking about what's going on in our lives now. So yeah. there's... Obviously going to be a lot more to unpack as, as we move forward. And next week, we've got episode two of the first season of Laguna Beach, which is titled The Bonfire. So yeah. talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Back to the Beach with me, Kristen Cavallari, and the best ex-boyfriend ever, Stephen Coletti. We are so stoked to bring you along on this journey back through Laguna Beach with us. You can find us on Instagram at at Dear Media Studio, hashtag BTTBpod, at Kristen Cavallari, and at Stephen Coletti. Got any questions about the show? Give us a call on our Back to the Beach hotline, 1-844-LAGUNA-0. And if you like our show, please make sure you follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this so you don't miss an episode. And don't forget to leave us a rating and a review. Back to the Beach is a Dear Media production hosted by Kristen Cavallari and Stephen Coletti. Our show is produced by Rosalie Atkinson. Post-production by Amanda Vandekar, Michelle Harrison, and Taylor O'Connor. Music supervision by Jonathan Lane. Our theme song is Come Clean, written by John Shanks and Cara Diaguardi. Cover composed by Steve Shebby. And our executive producers are Jocelyn Falk, Paige Port, and Michael Bostic. 